0: book
1: rundown hello everyone and welcome to another episode of comic book rundown i'm your host joe and this is a Second episode this week. Surprise! Um, it's it's a chitty chat of sorts. Really, it's I, I was able to sit down with uh, writer Mike Shea. He is the writer of Miskatonic High. It's a Kickstarter book, uh, which at the time this this you guys will listen to this, the next issue and third volume will be coming to Kickstarter. And about a week and a half, uh, April eighteenth is when it will go live on Kickstarter. And we talk about that in the interview. So yeah, it basically this is just a, a bonus episode for the week. Um it it's literally, literally just that. Got to sit down with like I said, I got to sit down with Mike and it is it was a blast talking to him. Really love talking to him and getting some insight on Ms. talk High. I've been following the comic since Practically, practically, the beginning. I go into it in the episode itself, um, so you guys will hear that here in just a minute. But I do want to say that this episode is going out both here on Comic Book Rundown and over on my other podcast, A Walk Through the Multiverse. So if you are you know nice enough and you're downloading both of those, yeah, you, know, you only have to download. I mean, download both of them, sure, but you only have to listen to one. They're essentially the same thing outside of um, this intro here and uh, over on Walk Through the Multiverse. I'm going to have commercials because it's part of a network. So thank you all for checking this episode out. Um, I guess this is the best time to say that um, this show is also part of a network, but I don't have as much responsibility as I do over on the other one as as of right now. As for like, uh, ads and 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 such such but this is part of the professional casual network with a bunch of shows throughout the week um i also will say that the uh the songs for this episode were done by joe from one half of formerly sex turtles and then formerly of the uh oh what were they called wreck my podcast wow man they haven't been gone that long joe jeez um, but you can also reach us find us on uh, twitter at comic rundown instagram comic book rundown you can send us emails comic at gmail.com rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice or on social media and we'll read them on an upcoming episode and we have merch over on red Bubble and t public so with all that out of the way let's go ahead and get into this interview this was a blast talking to mike um i hope you guys enjoy All right, everybody. I am here with a special guest today. Uh, I have got writer Michael Shea. He is the writer of the Miskatonic High comic series, which is on Kickstarter. You can find them on Kickstarter. And they have just started going into comic stores around mm-hmm. the country. That's right. Um Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on, Joe. This is really exciting for me. Yeah. Um, I so your comic. Mm-hmm. uh miss tonic i found it on kickstarter actually when issue one went up on kickstarter oh nice. and i foolishly did not back it right away because <laughs> it's like, never well, gonna last well no it's not even that it was just more of a more of those things of like okay so I, it's in my like list i'm going to remember to right. get this when it gets toward the end right, right now i just i can't do it right and then it passed up i'm like oh dang it um, oh yeah, no,
0: no. I have to, I have to back immediately when I see things, or I will utterly forget. I'm exactly the same way.
1: <laughs> but see, that's also there in the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, there in life, the problem is I've been backing everything <laughs> like that, and that's also a bad thing.
0: Yeah, you know, money. Who needs it?
1: Yeah, well, no, can't take it with you. Uh, that's why <laughs> I got this this Power Rangers standee right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, um, I know that feeling. Yeah. But, i had but kids yeah. so i'm definitely not taking money me. oh yes
1: yeah, same. i've got two myself so there, but there they're, we both, go. they're both older they're like um my my daughter is 16 and my mm-hmm. girlfriend's daughter is 12 so yeah, yeah i got i got
0: 12 and 9 so okay i have found that yes when they're young they're very expensive and as they get older they're very expensive
1: yes but they yeah. don't they're not in your face all the time anymore like my <laughs> well actually my 12 year old too like both of them <laughs> just sit in their room play on their phones all day so right right like that gives me time to come down here and do this which yeah there we go yay Uh, screens yes exactly so mike uh (laughs) what i like to do is when i have first time guests on the show Mm -hmm. is i like to ask their origin how how did you get into comic books what was your where's your starting point into like collecting reading writing whatever All, all of it actually
0: all right. Well, you know, I, I mean, I was, I was a fan first, you know, I think we all were, you know, nobody goes into comics, you know, who didn't obsess about them as a kid or whatever. So I, I date back to the eighties and what happened was I found anime first because Robotech came on. I don't nice. know. If, yeah. And so like it was the first real introduction to like Japanese animation in America. And it was, and it was like, cartoons at that point didn't tell like serious stories it was like what the hell is this and it Mm -hmm. it, you know my third brain my third grade brain went (gasps) (gasps) and i was like this is what i want yeah and you know i was i was at the convenience store with my mom and comico at the time was doing licensed robotech comic books okay it's like I, this is the only Robotech thing I've ever seen. I got to get this. And so I got it and I started reading it. And then I remembered, Hey, you know, I saw Spider-Man on TV. So I started buying Spider-Man comics. And I remember that one time the X-Men were in the uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. And yeah. so I had to get X-Men. And so next thing you know, I'm a full blown comic book fan. Love it. Yep. I love it. Yeah. You know, and you, you, At some point, a lot of fans, what they do is, you know, you read comics, you figure out the comics that you love. And then at some point you realize, wait a minute, those names at the beginning mean something like people are actually making these things. It's not just like, you know, the Disney studios who are completely unnamed. It's like there's actually people making this Mm -hmm. and you start following them and you start realizing, hey, these are creators that I want to follow. And, you know, when you're young, maybe you follow the artists when you get older, maybe you follow the writers, whatever it is. And next thing you know, like you have you have writers that you follow regularly and you start thinking, wait a minute. If someone else can write a comic book, why can't I? You know, and so you think that and then life happens, you know, you 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 get jobs, you get families, you get kids. And, you know, so what happened was I had had kids. I was looking to do fan fiction. And I, and I went to deviant art and I, you know, back when deviant art was a thing yeah, and found an artist who was looking for, for work and we started doing fan fiction. And the thing is we clicked, you know, his interests were very similar to my interest. We did like seven issues of, of fan fiction that, that, you know, the first one wasn't great. The second one was, you know, not better. great. Yeah, you know, but eventually, you, but eventually, you get to the point where you're like, okay, you know what, this isn't bad. Like, granted, I am completely biased, but this isn't bad. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we decided, okay, let's stop doing fan fiction. So let's stop doing things that we can't sell or you know really get people interested in. And why don't we try to do our own thing and just you know see what happens? And you know that's that's where Katai came from. He was interested in the Lovecraftian horror stuff. And I wanted to do like a teenage, you know, comedy slash drama thing. Okay. We just stuck those two things together, decided to do, you know, the Breakfast Club in Hell. And it just, it came from there.
1: It, okay. So, and you're talking about Ryan Mendoza, correct?
0: Yep. Ryan yes. Mendoza.
1: Yeah. He's the, he's, he's the artist. I love his art. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, that's one thing that clicked with me. Similarly, where you kind of you said mm-hmm. growing up, I definitely started following artists because mm-hmm. it wasn't until about the late. 90s, early 2000s, when I'm like, oh hey, I like this artist. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. reading everything he does. Mm-hmm. And then mid 2000s, late 2000s is when I started going by the author, the writer, right. and following there. And uh so yeah, that. But you are correct. That is a pattern that people do. I am yeah. one of those. um And this talk High for me is something similar mm-hmm. with your writing and, and Ryan's art. I was just like, this is awesome. Right. I'm loving everything I'm reading and seeing. Oh man, and that's nice of you. I've been backing since issue too. Yep. So like literally literally everything. I got I don't I got the calendar like a few months ago. <laughs> I don't use calendars. I don't need it. But I like it so much and I like what you guys are doing so much that I backed it on Kickstarter wow. because why not, right?
0: Right. And I gotta tell you, you know, it's the the economy of scale that we're working at you know, every little bit helps, you know, yeah. people say that, but literally when you do a crowdfunded comic, you're not getting thousands of people to read your comic. You're getting hundreds of people to read your comic if you're lucky. And yeah. every single dollar that is like the difference between like the next issue coming out and that being it, we're done.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I've definitely, I have a few, well, one friend in particular who um he's been on, my show comic book rundown Mm -hmm. a couple of times um he did the kickstarter and he had trouble he had some trouble with an artist because Mm -hmm. the artist i think hurt themselves yep and so like he barely finished the book Mm -hmm. um but then he he himself ran into some problems Mm -hmm. so he can't get issue two out Mm -hmm. i don't know if he ever will get issue two out Mm -hmm. but he wasn't Mm -hmm. able to get issue one out and Mm um he even said like if it's one of those things where if i knew then what i knew now like i would have done something completely different right, right. and like so how does why was kickstarter your first avenue like you could have done right. anything like i've i've had a few people on here who are self-publishing mm-hmm. through their own stuff so wh- why right. was it that kickstarter was a place that you decided this is where i'm gonna put miss kakai
0: because we were incredibly stupid That's, that's the short answer. Okay. Yeah. So the long answer is, so we, you know, being the incredibly worldly people that we are, we decided, okay, you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to put together a bunch of issues. So we'll do the first art. We'll do the first six issues. And we'll finish all the art and all the writing and the lettering and all of that. And we're going to send it off to, to Dark Horse or, you know, Marvel or DC. And they're going to do it because, you know, why wouldn't they publish people who have no name recognition whatsoever and, you know, nothing, no resume to back yeah. them up? Of course they're going to want to do this. Why yeah. wouldn't they? And so, you know, the, the rejection letters started piling up. Of and then we're like, oh, um, hmm. So then what we briefly did was we put issue one online and basically gave it away. Okay. And, and two people read it. Oh, it was just, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it, it didn't most, strike at that time. Right. But it's also like, where are the people? Like, that's the, that's what you got to figure out, you know? And it's, it's kind of like what your friend was saying. It's like, once you do one, you understand it so much better. And we had no clue. And so we were like, okay. Well, digital isn't working for us we want to do print you know maybe we're gonna get like five people to read this thing you know but there's something going on on kickstarter you know people are making comics on kickstarter you know i'm i'm now doing googling people who who failed on kickstarter and finding out why they failed and stuff like that and i'm like okay maybe we can do this and we we figure okay we're going to put it, we're going to put the first issue on Kickstarter. Just see how we do. Maybe we get like 15 people to back us and we get, you know, $300. We'll, we'll keep the, we'll keep the goal really, really low. Yeah. You know, and if we get that, we can get this printed, we can mail it out and we can actually have a comic book in our hands and, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. And so, you know, one of the things that you learn really quickly about Kickstarter is the elevator pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's if you ask me the number one thing that people mess up doing Kickstarter or crowdfunded comics or comics in general, it's that they don't spend enough time on their elevator pitch. It's like. So many people think, okay, it took me forever to make this comic. This comic has my heart and soul and blood in it, and that's what I'm going to use. I'm going to say this is my heart and soul and blood. But as a buyer of a comic. You know, that's great. That's a great story, but it doesn't compel you to buy it you know what people really want to know is like what is it you know why should i read it what's it gonna you know show me some art from it you know show me why it's funny show me why it's exciting show me why it's action show me whatever it is that it is to get me interested in it and so you know rather than get right on there we just spent a long time thinking okay you know we got horror we got comedy we got teenagers so we're like you know it's 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 five teenagers taking on lovecraft Monsters and their small town high school, and they just don't know which is worse, you know, and that appeals to people because people remember high school and remember how terrible high school is. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yes, yes, yes. And then you show the art that's kind of classic Archie style art. You know, and then you have monsters, you know, and you apply, you get the people who are interested in the Lovecraftian and the Chaluthu and the mythos and all of that. And they're interested and you, and you, you make some jokes and people realize that it's going to be a fun time. And you know this as well as I do. It's like in this world in right now, what we need is more fun. You know, we don't, we don't need any more politics in our comics. We don't need, you know, any serious topics. Let's just have, let's just give you. 20 minutes of good quality fun that you can enjoy that you're going to like that we're going to put our heart and soul into and hope you like it. And we we put it out there. That's what we said. We showed the art. We, we got on social media, did all that. And next thing you know, 400 people showed up. Yeah. It blew me away. And it's gotten, I mean, every single issue has gotten
1: more and more people Mm -hmm. coming every single time. And you get repeat, repeat people coming back like myself. Uh, yeah. and i mean you you in the back of each issue and even in the trades which we'll talk about those here in a second yeah. um like you print the names of all the backers like you're yeah. and i see a lot of the similar names yeah every time now i see a few new ones from time to time right um like that's big like yeah and, and I, I feel like you you got on the to Kickstarter at i'm not gonna say the perfect time right but just like the right time yeah because like like you like i said people keep coming back
0: right and and so there's a couple of things there one thing is i run into people all the time it's like they think they made the the issue because like they wrote it and they did the art and all that but really the thing is you can make anything you can make one of anything yeah but if you want to make a lot of them you need a lot of people and the thing is that you know i am so eternally grateful because i i'm not kidding when we went to kickstarter i thought we were going to get five people to back this thing. I thought nobody was going to do it. And that people showed up and trusted us on that mm-hmm. first issue when they probably shouldn't have. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and actually did it, you know? And like that blows me away to this day. It's like I will always be eternally grateful to the people who supported us on that, who believed in, uh, in us on that. And the thing is, we wrote checks based upon that. We said we are going to do this issue. We're going to get through the first arc at least. You know, if, you know, so that we can at least give you a full, complete story. And if we can do more, we're going to give you the full thing, no matter what it takes. And, you know, we are writing those checks based upon the fact that people trust us. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, we put the names in the back. I am so grateful to every single one of them.
1: Yeah. And they're all, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's a credit to your work. I mean, people, like I said, people keep coming back. And, right. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's but yeah but you're also right it's like kickstarter is is a means to that end it's like when we were talking it's like that's where the people were yeah so it's like if we could get something in front of them we can get more than two people to read our comic you know and and if people i i don't know if you found this it's like when you buy something you value it more than if you get somebody who gives you something for free like when you get something for free you know it's always like. You know what am I getting here? Why am I getting this?
1: You know, you're you not, know? Whereas, you're when not your wrong. Up.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're
1: not wrong. I've uh um, I've I've definitely because e- even I, I'll just say this: you graciously offered me uh, issue 18 because we're going to talk about that later. Right. Uh, but, but I mean, you offered that to me, and I'm still going to be going and buying the <laughs> back in the Kickstarter when it comes out. So well, I'm going get copy. Then I'll be getting the right. physical copy. I've Getting the trade because I right. forgot the other ones. Um, <laughs> I gotta get, I mean, I gotta have a complete collection, right? Know, of course, you do, things. right? Um, but like it, but you're right, like, I it was having the digital copy is nice because I can mm-hmm. read it on my tablet, wherever, right. having the physical copy is great because I can loan that to somebody, right? Um, but like, I mean, for my my friend Ron, my co host Ron on Comic Book Rundown, like, he didn't he had no idea what these were until i brought it to him and you know we covered them on the show right a year and a half ago two years ago a while back which i definitely had to ask i wanted to ask you for your permission first because it is an (laughs) indie book and it's a kickstarter and it's it's not as mainstream right um because i didn't want to be like hey so i'm just gonna do your stuff and and release all these secrets to your comics that nobody (laughs)
0: had to read it but um, no, please don't tell anyone about my comic, please. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you found this, but like the best recommendation, uh, you know, the best way that I the books that I find are usually people recommend them to me like, or the mouth. Yeah. It's like, you know, I have a, I have a friend and he he reads comics voraciously and he he passes stuff on to me. And so, like, I wasn't going to read Wrong Earth you know because i had never heard of it and then he's like you have to read wrong earth and i'm like okay so I, good. yeah so then i got that i was like you're absolutely right i need to read this and so yeah. then he started sending me other things I and it's
1: like, you know i've only read i have the first three volumes like i've got the issues mm-hmm. of the first three runs i've only mm-hmm. read the first one i need to read those other two
0: yeah there was there was so there's like the main first arc yeah, and they did like an in between that was like separate stories, and then they did a main second arc. And I gotta tell you, like I was amazed by this. Like the one in between is so freaking good. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I need to get back on that one. It's over there in the pile <laughs> somewhere.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, like you know that it's like that's yeah. the thing. And that's the that's the thing kind of about Kickstarter, and and I know this to be true, which is the people who are on Kickstarter are kind of like those early adopters, mm-hmm. like of technology. They're the people who are going to get on things early and are going to know what's good and what's not good. And if something's good, they're going to tell people. And yeah. if it's not, and if it's not good, they're going to tell people that.
1: Exactly. And it's yeah. just, they, they, they talk with sadly with their money. Like if right. they'll back it again, right. If they want to, if they want to read more.
0: Right. Right. And, well, and it's like your friend said, so like, There are so many reasons that so many books only come out with one issue. Yeah. It's like almost always it's either the artist ghosted them for one reason or another. They're usually good reasons. And then there's also not so good reasons. Yeah. You know, it's too, they didn't realize how expensive it was going to be. That's
1: a lot of, yep. That's most of what I've, I've heard from from many different people.
0: They didn't know how hard it was going to be like, because not only are you, either writing lettering doing the art you then have to do can work with the printer make sure everything gets worked out right then you have to get it then you have to fulfill it you have to do shipping like who shipping um who knew that was a skill you were going to need you know and right right. and you know for a lot of people this is their hobby it's like the last thing they want to do is have a second job for their hobby i mean Mm -hmm. other than podcasters (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: becoming a I mean, it started out as a hobby and then there's definitely been days where I'm like, do I really want to do this anymore?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I
1: do like talking. I like, I like talking about things. I like talking to people. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. just, I like conversating about things I like. Right. Um, so yeah, it. I, yeah, I get it.
0: Yep. So, but yeah, so like, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, there's those issues where it's like you get one issue and that's it. Or mm-hmm. that one issue never makes it to your house. It's, there's a, there, there's a I lot had of I had a
1: Kickstarter want. back in the day where I backed it mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh yeah, so we're gonna do a PDF of this and we're gonna do a, like a, a comic book style mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and then you'll get a shirt, you'll do all this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I backed it, and then it's like, oh yeah, so the uh, the printer messed me up, so we're only gonna do a PDF. Yep. Here's a uh, I'll give you back a little bit of a refund. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I did it for the comic like whatever.
0: But that's so like, that's the other thing, like, so when you're on Kickstarter and you've done a number of of campaigns and successful campaigns, people come to you and you're like, what's the magic bullet? And the magic bullet is always deliver what you promise, you know, because if if you don't deliver what you promise, you're not going to do issue two. That's, you know, and promise small, like, don't be off, you know, don't be promising the moon, because if you have no idea what you're doing, you're not going to be able to deliver it, you know. Stick to the comic, you know. Maybe do a piece of merch or something, but don't go nuts.
1: Yeah, and you know, after I mean, you're coming up on your 18th issue. You've had, mm-hmm. I think, with the issues, you've also had like a trade and a, mm-hmm. like I said, a calendar, a yes. couple of different extras. So you're up to like your 21st project or something, something like that. There's something about that, yeah. Um, just rough numbers. Um, sure. so like, but you've had the you've had the success, right? So if you, I have no, I, I want to say, I don't exactly remember the exact issue, but like mm-hmm. issue six or seven, that's when you started adding a lot of the, the extra stuff right? Uh, on the, on the higher tiers. Right. But you've, again, you've had that success. You saw right. the people like the first couple and kept coming back. Right. So you're able to be like, all right, now I can add these acrylic figures. I can add right. these stickers, this book, bookmark. Right. Which I will say the acrylic figures are pretty great uh i
0: know i I, back man, there. <laughs> I love them i you know i so i don't know if you remember we did a crossover um, yes uh, with lovecraft, lovecraft uh, yeah I, yeah mm-hmm. I got and, those and it, it was great i you know we had a great time with it it's a great introduction for a lot of people it's because it's like you can jump in really quickly and you don't have to have read 18 issues of miskatana mm-hmm. to, to understand what it is but we also did a figure with it and that, oh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't, that was an introduction for me. So he had done figures before and I hadn't. And so it was an introduction to me and there is so much involved with figures that I had no idea. And I was like, I didn't get into this to become a figure maker. I got into this to make <laughs> comics and then make cool little stuff to go with it. Yeah, And if it's very easy to start going down those paths away from the things that you thought you wanted to do. And it's really, it's, you know, and that's fine. It's a question for each creator. It's like, what do you really want to do? Yeah. And the thing is, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get into 3d modeling. I don't want to get into, you know, contacting China about production and this, that, or yeah. the other thing. And those, so those are extra steps. Yeah.
1: You and don't, the, don't need those. Right.
0: I don't need those. Uh, they're cool. I love them. I love it. Yeah. When, when people do them, I, I get them. But um, you know, one of the things we do is we ask backers what they want. Mm-hmm. And somebody said acrylic standees. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. So, you know, I, I I did my Googling, and I found out, and it's relatively inexpensive to do minis, and they look exactly like Ryan's art, and they're cool. They stand up. I I, I love them.
1: Yeah, that, I, I think, was it the, I can't remember which one it was, but mm-hmm. you offered the combined base. Yep. Yeah. Oh uh, God. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Here. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome.
0: I love it. Yeah, so here's the here's the new one we just got. Let me see if I can show it. 18. So, yeah, Ooh. yeah. So he towers over them. The Gibbum. Yep. Yeah, the Golgoroth. He's the Golgoroth. Sorry. Yeah, he, yeah he's our he's our tentacle monster from the first from the first arc. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, so let's yeah.
1: let's uh, change up. Okay. The, the topic here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the first arc, you have broke each one into what you're calling seasons. Yep. Um, season one. Was mm-hmm. basically us getting to know the characters, uh, that of Alex, Simon, Ren, Sarah, mm, Matt. I was about to say yep, Mike. That's not talking. right. Yep. Uh, and Anton, which I mean, we yeah. don't hear know about Anton until the end of the arc. Right. Um. So how the the, the like I said, the first arc was them getting to know <laughs> them and and seeing them basically becoming our protagonists right um, right sort of learning their secrets yeah 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 and then like season two is gonna be them actually honing in
0: on that right and sort Uh, of like we wanted to introduce the broader world it's like you know the first one was like really keep it self-contained and the second one was like there's a big bad world so the question we kept getting was why these kids and we're like well you know because the world is terrible and so let's show it to you
1: well and, and and we see i mean you were seeding stuff in the very first arc that is starting to pay off mm-hmm. now which i cuz i did a reread mm-hmm. before here and i'm i'm noticing stuff mm-hmm. on my this is basically my third or fourth reread of the first volume second reread of the second volume mm-hmm. and uh first of the third yep I guess, season um but yeah like i i noticed that and it's been kind of fun like i i it, did you I know you had said that you had done the first arc um, and you had just like, if it it works, great. If not, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you go back and change things knowing after stuff started uh, uh, kicking off Mm -hmm. that you were going to have more issues down the line so you need to put stuff here for later? Or was it just like, hey, there was that one little weird thing in in issue three. Mm -hmm. Let's expand on that in issue 11.
0: It's more you plant seeds. So it's like, okay, I, you know, once with the first issue came out, we were fairly certain we were going to do the first six. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we were pretty sure we were going to do issues after that. We weren't sure whether we could afford to do color at that point, to be perfectly honest. Like that was, that was the concern. That's, that's why we needed the money was really, we, we just didn't know whether we could do color. And, Mm -hmm. and fortunately Kickstarter allowed us to make the money that we could afford to do color and go forward with it. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So, but what you do is you start planting seeds. So, you know, like issue five, where we get into, to Alex's backstory, Mm -hmm. we planted a lot of stuff in there with the idea that if we get to pay it off, great, you know, we'll pay it off way down the line. And if not, people probably won't notice. They'll say, Hey, that was kind of a little weird, you know, but not think about it. And then, you know, what we do. So Ryan and I talk about this a lot is, you know, the comics that we grew up with, really long form comics and, and yes. comics have kind of gotten away from that. You know, it's like everybody wants to write a six issue limited series and then move on to the next story.
1: Well, a lot of that I, I'm going to blame Marvel in yeah. the early two thousands for that because mm-hmm. they started writing for trade mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh yeah. Six issues. And, and okay, there's a trade. You yes. can sell more trades. Right. Well, well, yeah, the story itself is 18, 24 27 issues long right so your three four five arcs you know trades right. hey we can sell we can get it here here's like right. a contained story now right here you go
0: right well you know brian michael bendis would write you know a, an entire conversation and it would be two issues you yes. know? So it, like, Yeah.
1: you know and don't get I me wrong did, I, did I, loved like, on, I did love ultimate spider-man not gonna I lie i did
0: love ultimate spider-man too but you know but when, when his
1: you... his superman run was a
0: I see. Lacking. I, I, I miss that part. I, you know, when he when he bolted to DC, I, I sort of. Uh, You're not missing much. Uh, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: He's a he's a wonderful writer. Yeah. He just didn't understand. I just don't think he understood this character as much the he thought he did. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But yeah, and well, I so love the Marvel know, stuff.
0: Just I just know, it. but but you know this Superman is a really tough character yeah, to, really to write. There really? are so. I mean, be- and, and Wonder Woman, like you can't. Mm-mm. there are so few writers who get superman right yeah 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 100 percent. yeah like you know you got you got um morrison with all-star superman mm-hmm. and if you ever read the the alan moore stories like the um for the man who has everything yep that is oh that's an all that was classic. great mm-hmm. wonderful
1: and i mean i started out comics in um the death of superman so you know jurgens mm-hmm. that, that was right. my whole thing yep. Um, yep. so that's. That was my Superman. That's my ba- what I base everything on. Mm-hmm. And then I expand from there. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been here or miss. Like there's yeah. been times, obviously, where it was just like, eh. Right. Like well, when, he, when he went to uh, his his electric form, that mm-hmm. was, was something for some. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, if you ever get a chance, um, Alan Moore did a, a run of Rob Wefield's series Supreme which was his yeah. love letter to a, like classic Superman. Okay. And that, that is so freaking good. It's, you know, he did like 24 issues of it and it is, it is classic. If you ever get a chance check that one out,
1: I'll check that one out. Yeah. On the list.
0: Yep. Um. All right. So where are we going here? Yeah. So- <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Writing for the trade. So yeah, it's like that, that happened. And what, what we sort of realized going in was we didn't want to do that like also indie comics isn't great at long form even writing for the trade because like i don't know if, if you have this where like i back things on kickstarter and then it's you know 6 months or 8 months before i get, before they launch the second issue and then i read that one and if it's if it's written for the trade you don't get any sense of closure from from reading that issue yeah Like, and that's one of the things that we wanted to do was we wanted to really tell like a, like a a story that you could read in a single issue, start to end and just enjoy it. Like it could be somebody's first issue and they could get the grasp what's going on. They could get the beginning, the end. They don't have to remember what happened two months from now when -hmm. they get the next issue, you know, and if they want to, great. But so, so we wanted to do that, but we also wanted, like you say these sort of hints and things that were sort of dropping along the way yeah, that the people... overarching
1: story. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. So, so our idea was, I don't know if, if you were into this was X-Files, like X-Files was the big X-Files thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like when X-Files first came out, that was like,
1: boom. yeah, everybody loved it. It was a mm-hmm. must watch TV.
0: Right. And so not necessarily like what the stories they were doing, but their formula, which was, there's a monster every week. And there's a story every week. But every season, they're going to drop a couple of things so that by the end of the season, it all sort of blows up into a big thing and you realize what they were doing the whole time. Yeah, And, and that's exactly the model that we wanted to do. We wanted to do stories, uh, monsters of the week, essentially, per issue and drop these seeds so that by the end, it's like, it all comes together.
1: Love it. I yep.
0: love
1: it. Um, so that will lead us into, you know, we talked a little bit about... Sure the trade uh yep. we mentioned season one yep. season two where they are they're starting to learn about themselves and, and everything yep. um so let's let's talk about this the season three the 13 yep. no sorry 14 through 18 and we don't right. touch 18 just yet right. but um we 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 have the kids here mm-hmm. and i think i saw in one of the backup like where the, you have a little like uh not writing behind but, the scenes yeah
0: there yeah. we go. Uh, you were
1: saying how for this season you wanted to kind of separate the kids you right. want to separate them all because at this point we've got let's see we, who we got we got Alex is mm-hmm. now instead of being a witch she's learning from a warlock yeah um, Sarah is still um, in the mat and maybe kind of something's going on there even though mm-hmm. Matt is technically oh yeah spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't <laughs> yet. Uh, Matt is Dating Ren, but yep. maybe not anymore. Right. Um, High school. Yeah, exactly. But then they have they have a little bit of adventure on a hunting trip, mm-hmm. uh, which was that was actually kind of interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Simon and Ren who are going back to their roots. Right. Uh Ren's going back to the Philippines and and Simon's gonna go back to Indonesia. Yep. Um in India? India. 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 India, sorry. Yeah. Um sorry it's clicking there. It's okay. Uh, so you you're separating everybody, and right. and you also have Ant- Anton is is now mm-hmm. something yeah. going on with Trish, right. who was introduced, you know, season two.
0: Mm-hmm. If you um, go back, she's she's in season one. Yeah. She is yeah. very very very, very small, swilly, Yeah, yeah. But she's there. Yeah.
1: Um, so what what was your reasoning for that? What was your reasoning for separating everybody? Like these are the characters that we're following, right. and each each issue has just been, instead of being you're seeing everybody together. And now you're only seeing two at a time.
0: Right. Right. So there was, a, so what happened was, okay, so we had the first one where the kids came together. They realized that they all sort of have secrets and they sort of, you know, weird things are, are happening around them. And then mm-hmm. the second one is we started exploring the world. We started exploring the town. We started to see that there's this big, bad history that's, that's sort of there, you know, and, and a lot yeah, of this goes time by, was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, I I like that one. And, and going to the Dreamlands, I thought was cool. Yeah, that and, was cool. You know, too. Ryan's art on that was crazy. Um, you know, but what what they're starting to realize is that the world is not what people told them it was. It's much much worse. Yeah. You know, and so what happened was they realized that. But what we wanted to do was split them up for season three because they all sort of have to face the worst. Things for them, you know. So, yeah, so yeah. Alex is Alex is like uh, Ryan described her best. It's like she is the gamer who is going to do every single side quest and complete <laughs> it all one hundred percent. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. It, I, I, yeah.
1: I mean, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is coming out really soon, and that's what I did in Breath of the Wild. I just I went right. to every side quest before I so, beat Ganon. <laughs>
0: Right. So there's your next three months scheduled away. You know know exactly what you're going to do. Exactly. Right. No, absolutely. And but so like she does all that, like she does it at school. She does the magic like she does all these things because she doesn't want to be at home because like home is terrible. Mm -hmm. But what she's realizing that what she thought was cool, like she thought magic was going to be like Harry Potter, like, you know, book one. And what she's realizing is magic is like Harry Potter book seven. Yeah. You know. And so she's sort of coming to that realization that this, that she, that she got out of the frying pan and now she's in the fire, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with, with Ren, you know, she wants to be perfect. She wants to be the social media influencer. She wants to be perfect. She doesn't want to be from the Philippines. She doesn't want to be this. She wants to be Taylor Swift. And so what we're doing is we're taking her back to where her mom came from and we see how terrible it was, but also how she became who she is. Like, here's the thing, like with our characters, like you don't really know who you are until you know where you came from. Yeah. And so that's what they're sort of realizing is, you know, and and that until they deal with those things on their own, like they're not going to be okay. You know, Sarah is dealing with the fact that she's, you know, spoiler, turning into a rat thing. Yep. you know and but you know all she wants to do is be a normal person and for suddenly like that is like right the ring is right in front of her because she joined the hockey team and she's actually good at it and the 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 other hockey players like her yeah you really? know it's like this is she cool
1: found something
0: yeah right She she finally found a place where she sort of fit in and it was and it's like she she's trying to be friends with matt you know it's like you know, but there's all these other guys. And so it's like, okay, you know, maybe she can deal with that, but she has things in her past that she's got to deal with. And, you know, so like Anton, Anton is this ghost. And, and what happened was he got stabbed by a, a time travel blade. And what happened was he got thrown out of time as he became a ghost. And so no one knows that he ever existed yeah. and he's this ghost, but now people do know that he exists. And maybe, maybe he doesn't have to be a ghost anymore, you know? So it's like everybody's sort of dealing with their personal demons, their, their inner thing. And, and what we really wanted to do was sort of see that and go through it to like the, the extreme, because until they realize that they're not going to realize that they need each other more than they ever thought.
1: Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So one big thing, obviously about, Mm-hmm. is you know the mythology the legends yep. the uh history the beliefs of yep. all these cultures right um now i know i don't know a ton of them i i actually i listened to a uh a podcast called myths and legends uh, mm-hmm. by uh aaron Mankey, okay and he will talk about all these stuff all myths and legends from mm-hmm. all these other cultures yeah um, it, so how and obviously there's a lot of cthulhu-esque mm-hmm. um HP Lovecraft themes right. in this the, the, the in your comic. Um, right. Where do you find all the stuff? Is it just? It's not all just Lovecraft. No, it, it, you're you're pulling from from yeah. all sorts of mythology, correct?
0: Right, and and that's sort of what we wanted to do. Was we we sort of you know we started with miskatonic, which was was a, a Lovecraftian term, and so we were sort of starting there. But what we really wanted to do was just deal with all of sort of pulp fiction like old weird fiction and so you know um you know the 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 um what's his name from mars you know john carter from mars you know that stuff and so we wanted to bring that part that into it and we wanted to you know bring other weird stuff into it and we didn't want to feel like we were only doing Lovecrafting. and so you know when we were coming up with the characters ryan who lives in the philippines suggested hey why don't one of the characters be filipino and i was like okay yes let's um, do okay. that yep absolutely 100 percent. so we did that and so i was writing issue three which is essentially her story and her background and and he's like well you know here in the philippines we have this mythology about um aswang which are you know sort of vampiric things and i'm like okay. yes <laughs> so you know i hop on my google and you know i start doing my research and you know it's like This is amazing and it works perfectly. And so we wrote that story for issue three, knowing that we wanted to come back, you know, and we wanted to come back in a big way. And so what we did, so that's how, how, yeah. Right. So for the, the first two issues of this season, which are, which are going to be in the trade are are 14 and 15, which is Simon and Ren going to the Philippines, going to this little village and then trying to find these people who have gone missing. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like the Aswang, like, on crack, you know yeah. it's <laughs> it, it gets so crazy. But that's the thing. It's like I don't know about you, but it's like a lot of myths and legends have been done to death. It's like I'm not sure I never I ever need to read another vampire story, like
1: correct.
0: You know I I love werewolves, but it's so rare that you find something new in werewolf story. But like I had never heard of Oswan. and so it was like it was all brand new to me. And so we could do things with it that not a lot of people had done and, and presented to an audience who didn't know a lot about it. And so that, you know, as a, as a storyteller, that's like, that's great. I love being able to do that. Love it. Yep.
1: So speaking of the trades Mm -hmm. uh, on the next Kickstarter, you're going to be pushing issue 18 and, and the third trade. Right. Um, I, in the first and second, you had some bonus stories, right? Um, that while obviously, Mm -hmm not essential to well no because they are actually kind of essential they are
0: actually kind of essential they are yes.
1: essential um
0: right.
1: but what we do why, is when, why couldn't you, why couldn't you put those in an issue by themselves that's i really what i'm getting at I we guess.
0: did we did so what we do is you know look i'm i'm this i'm again i'm a comic collector you know if i'm if i'm collecting issues i'm not i don't know whether i'm going to buy a trade or not until i read the whole thing you know but don't make me, if I don't want to buy a trade, just to get one story, one short story, not even a full issue. And so what we do is usually when we offer the trade, we offer a special, which is oh. just that bonus story so that people who don't want to buy it don't have to, like, I hate that. It's like, you know, I don't, I'm the thing I don't want to do is I don't want to gouge people. That's not why I got into this. I got into this to, to make comics and bring them to people, you know? And so if people want that, you know, it's, it's, we'll sell it for $3 and you can just get that. You don't have to buy the trade. And you okay. know what? A lot of the other bonus features that we're going to stick in there, like maybe a, a um, you know, a cover gallery or whatever, we'll stick in there too so that you have all the extras right there and you don't have to buy the trade if you don't want to.
1: Well, I apologize for that. Cause I, I must've overlooked it. Cause I yeah, just get the trade.
0: Well, right. you've, you've seen our campaigns. We have like 7,000 things. It's yeah, easy exactly. to It's easy to miss. Um, we are not doing that in this issue in this trade because this is like part one of two. Yes, Our I did, seasons yeah, I did keep getting longer. like this one is gonna go to issue twenty two. okay so it's just so the the season is essentially fourteen to twenty two. and what we found was a takes a long time to do those issues, you know, coming out every two months. and a lot of people they only want to get the trade, you know, and so they're gonna wait, you know, almost 2 years in order to get to get a new trade and we didn't yeah. want to do that we wanted to you know also what pe- what happens is people are perfect are, are kind of okay spending 20 bucks on a trade you know they're not so okay when it becomes 30 40 50 dollars for a trade you know and especially as you're packing more and more pages in there yeah. your costs just go up you know and so what we wanted to do was we wanted to do a smaller trade that was 5 issues so we could keep prices down, we could get it in people's hands, you know, midway through the season. and then you know what we'll do at the end of the season is we'll do part two so you can get two trades or one big thick hardcover. Oh now you tell me yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I've them both oh darn. Um... right
0: well, but so what we'll do is we'll go ahead and stick the bonus story in that second trade. yeah so people want to get it. but also if in a single little issue in a floppy if people want to get that, or we'll stick it in the hardcover and people want that real you know we'll do it digital if you want to get just that digitally we'll sell it to you for two dollars you know again we're not yeah, I, you're not trying to screw people over right because i've been that guy i don't want to you know i don't i hate that thing where it's like exclusive you got to buy this 75 five dollar thing to get two new pages yeah yeah
1: yeah been there yeah <sighs> <laughs> the joys of comic collecting, right? I can't, I can't um,
0: tell you can't tell you the number of times I've bought top ten. No,
1: yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Then. So let's let's go ahead and move on to mm-hmm. issue eighteen, which okay. will be coming out uh at the time of this release. It's going to be coming out on the eighteenth.
0: Right, that's the plan uh, right now. Is yep eighteenth. Uh,
1: so you know, about ten days, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, So let's let's talk about that a little bit. This one, this story is going to be focusing on Anton and Trish. Yep. And I bring up I brought up the bonus stories mm-hmm. specifically because there's something that is going on in the bonus story in the back of volume 2 mm-hmm. that plays off here in, mm-hmm. in issue 18. Right. Um so
0: yeah, so let's what's what can you talk what can you tell us about issue 18? Sure. So issue 18 is so we have Anton, you know, at this point most people either know Anton or they don't. Um, anton is our foul-mouthed ghost he's you know uh, crude rude you know he was he was kind of that like school bully you know who, who they didn't know that he went back in time with them and then got killed and you know he was he's just been haunting you know them for a while and for a while ren was the only one who could see him mm-hmm. and so he he drove her nuts um yeah. you know but at the same time because they're high schoolers he's kind of like you know, he's doing that thing where he's driving her nuts because he kind of likes her. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, high school. Um, yeah.
1: they've done that. Don't want to do yeah, it again. Exactly.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, so Anton, what he wants more than anything else is to become a person. He wants to become a real live boy again. Mm-hmm. And as far as he knows, like that can never happen. You know, like his parents, he goes and visits them and they had another kid, but they think it's their first kid. Yeah. You know, because he never existed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they can't remember him.
0: Right. They can't remember him. You know, even if he could appear to them, they wouldn't know him, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, all he wants is he wants to be real in some way, shape or form. And Trish, as we've seen over uh, over a little while, there's more going on with her than we knew. Like mm-hmm. she is one of those one of those characters. So it's like the more you get into her, the more you realize she's been doing things through this whole period that are kind of, you know, again, this is a terrible world with eldritch magic, terrible things are going on and she's right in the middle of it. Um, And she comes and says, you know, to Anton, what if there's a way to make you human again? And so he's, he goes with her, he follows her around like a puppy. Um, and what she's doing is she is going to the local graveyards because someone is stealing bodies, you mm-hmm. know, we got, we got a grave robber going on there. And anybody who knows Lovecraftian or you know certain 1980s movies um, will know uh, a certain guy by the name of Doctor Herbert West. And so he makes an appearance in in this issue, and things kind of spiral from there. Yeah, yeah, very,
1: very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. So. Yeah, without giving obviously right there. <laughs> right,
0: uh, try to move on to yeah. So what, we can we can say spoilers and talk about it if you want because people will probably watch this later. Maybe. Do
1: um, we <laughs> hmm. <I really laughs> want to do that? No, we'll 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 keep up. We'll, we won't do that. Okay. This, I, want, okay. I want people to actually go to the right. Kickstarter and go right. back and, and read it for themselves. Right. Um, okay. So what does the future hold? I mean, I know you said that you're the next part two is going mm-hmm. to issue 22 do you have plans to go out farther like yeah yeah so if you plans to continue on until it's done or do you have an endpoint
0: uh both so okay. yeah so Ryan and I we worked out the whole big story you know and when I said that you know we were writing checks it's because we plan to do this whole thing you know and and I believe me i i have talked to so many creators who say oh yeah i have this great big thing planned and then they get three issues and you never get the great big thing yeah um you know and all i can say is you know we've gotten farther than anybody else has as far as i can tell nobody has done 18 issues of an ongoing comic through crowdfunding you know yeah Yeah. i believe you know it just it just it doesn't work you know i'm i'm I, i have a friend who does tart and he's up to issue 15 so yeah so i mean it's it's really hard to do but yeah so so right now ryan is working on the art for issue 22 i am lettering issue 21 writing him a script for issue 24. okay um so yeah so we work well in advance of of the the kickstarters to have this stuff so that when the kickstarter rolls around the files are already done everything's ready to go you yeah, know, I'll, you, I'll see yeah. your
1: turnarounds pretty quick. I mean, you, yeah. you you guys put out what about three to four a year,
0: give or take? Uh probably more like five. So Second? we yeah, we do okay. like okay. almost every two months is is what we're what are shooting for. We we fall off a little bit here. Well, and there. You, between yeah. seasons you, yeah. you
1: give a little bit of a, a gap, bigger right. gap. Yeah, but uh okay. Yeah. I mean, so again, I've been back into this issue too. As soon as right. I as soon as I get the leather that hey, this is coming out on such and such <laughs> date, I'm just like, all right, just just tell me when. Click, I'm right. I'm, I'm buying. Like, Man,
0: I, I I again, I thank you so much. It's, um, I mean,
1: I've had I've had the joy reading them. I, it, it it it's just been one of those things. I love one mm-hmm. of my favorite comic stories of all time is mm-hmm. uh Lock and Key. I, oh you, yeah yeah podcast, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like, we talk about it all the time. Uh huh. Um, and it's very. Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. And so one one when I saw this pop up on Kickstarter, I'm like, oh, I gotta check it out. Like I said, I missed the first issue yep. and definitely jumped on the second issue the minute it popped up. Mm-hmm. And I've been loving it ever since. And I know you've, like you
0: said, you've gone away from the Lovecraftian. Right. But the stories themselves are still really good right well that's you know that's what we wanted to do it's like you know you talk about having having your kids and and i you know i know anybody that i talk to that has kids it makes a big impact on them you know ryan and i both came back to comics after having kids mm-hmm. you know and said okay look we've had our kids you know we now are out of the the little kid stage where we have some time on our hands that we can devote to this and We're going to, we're going to grab this and we're going to run with it. Yeah. And the thing is, as we're doing that, we realized, you know, we're kind of making these comics for our kids. You know, it's like writing the stories about high school kids, you know, are kind of life lessons about what I want my kids to learn, which is, you know, maybe don't worry about where a kid, you know, how, how expensive a kid's house is. Don't worry about, you know, if a kid looks different than you don't worry about it, you know, find your people yeah, and stick to those people, because if they're good people, they're going to see you through Mm -hmm. all the horrors in life and all the real horrors in life. And that's kind of, you know, once you sort of realize that you're making these stories for your kids or for other people or for their kids, like I have I have parents who buy the comic and give it to their kid to read, you know, and you realize that you're like, okay, I want to tell those stories. Those are the stories that, that matter right now to me. And so that's what you do. You try to tell really good stories and you try to plant the seeds for telling good stories. And, you know, I, I'm lucky because i got ryan and so ryan's not just the artist he's the co-creator on it you know he's he's kind of my editor like i send this you know when i write a script the first thing i do is like here ryan you read it and so ryan reads it and he's like this is good this is good this is good this is terrible <laughs> and you're like,
1: I mean, like yeah you need you need to have somebody that will call you out on your bullshit like
0: absolutely but yeah. also what happens is He's always right. You know, it's like one of those it, it, I was I was listening to Neil Gaiman talk about it. and he's like, you know, look, when you give somebody something to read and they tell you what's not working, 100% of the time they're right. They will then tell you what you should do and they're 100% of the ro- time perfectly wrong. Don't listen to them. Do <laughs> yep. you, do what do your story but understand what is not working. And and yeah. he's absolutely right. So I give it to Ryan, Ryan tell, tells me what's not working. We work it out. And it's a better story because of it. And you know, so I I, I, I'm so happy that you say that because we spend a lot of time making sure that the stories work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and and you know, I'm I'm right there with you with giving comics to my kids. Mm -hmm. I've told them plenty of times if there's something on this shelf that you want to read, let me know. Like right. I'll let you read it. Right. I mean, there might be a few that you can't touch, but right there more often than not, I would say about ninety 95% Ninety five percent of mm-hmm. what I have up here, they can read. Right, I've, I've well, got like something's killing the children. They don't need to read that one right yeah. now.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, ha- I have a uh, uh, neonomicon. They can't, they can't read that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so what, what is happening though? And I don't know if this happens with you. It's like when, when you think you're going to be a parent, you think, okay, I'm going to get my kids to like exactly what I like, and then most often, what happens is exactly the opposite, which is. They like what they like. And because I want to be a good dad, I like what they like. Yeah. And, and so my, my youngest daughter, she loves to read and she loves graphic novels and she loves all those scholastic graphic graphic novels. Yes. So, so she brings them home. And so we sit down and we read them together. She reads a page. I read a page. I have read all the babysitters club. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They're good. They're, they're good stories. And you know, so many comics fans are worried, like, oh, this next generation—you know—they're not reading comics; they are reading comics. They're just not reading our comics. It's a different form. My yeah. my daughters both love manga, so yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I give them. I I mean,
1: I'm a big manga fan. I mm-hmm. love One Piece, Bleach, um, yeah, Naruto, eh, some some Naruto. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, overall, I was like, like a, but like, Nama I a One
0: Half. You know, uh, Mason Okokua, You know, uh, Appleseed. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, my uh my one daughter my daughter is one daughter, my daughter uh <laughs> loves my hero academia, so like I started mm-hmm. buying her the books for that. Yep. And um whenever there's a new one out, I get her that. She also right. fell in love with uh uh fairy tale, and I made the mistake <laughs> of getting the master editions, yeah, which is great because they're giant and they're big and they're like five volumes in one, right? Right. right. But they also are coming out really slowly. Yeah. So Yeah, like
0: like, I don't know if your daughter's like this. Like my daughter likes to shove them in her backpack and like get them all mangled up and all that stuff. So like you know, if 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 she wants to get those little phone books, like that's okay with me. You know, it's like you go right ahead. If if you're reading, yeah, you go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's it's she. My daughter's like reads really quick, so she doesn't Mm -hmm. actually (laughs) take them. Like as soon as I give it to her, she has them read within like a day. She's like, yeah, I'll do like three at a time. Mm-hmm. And she'll have them all read within a day. I'm like, yeah. Well, cool. We'll just put them on your shelf. Well, next time Barnes Noble has a sale, like two for one. We'll go get you three more.
0: I right. Guess. Well, that's why we live at the at the public library here because the public library yeah. has has so many graphic novels.
1: One, I've been. I'm a big uh, component of Hoopla, which mm-hmm. is connected, you know, digital mm-hmm. library for yeah, yeah, public yeah. library. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I get, I mean, obviously I have, I love physical right. copies, right. but uh, most of the time, because whenever I would record with my co-host Ron, mm-hmm. he doesn't do digital as much. Right. Um. So I'll give him the physical copy, which I probably have. Mm-hmm. And then I'll read digital and it's easier for me because like, I'll be laying in bed and I'll just read an issue or two yep. and then pass out after that versus, right. and that's also one thing I can read it. With the lights out, my girlfriend, the light on her side of the bed, <laughs> yep. she's already asleep, and I've got the you know the tablet backlit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus if I had a physical issue, it's like, well, I can use my flashlight, I guess, be like <laughs> I'm ten years old again.
0: Right. It's but you know I I did you know when we first started coming out, I we we decided to do the comic digital. I thought, okay, you know I'm coming from old school where you know you read the floppy and you know all of that, and I I didn't expect. I, people to read digital and then i got into it Mm -hmm. and i started backing a lot of stuff because i liked what i saw and i got to know creators and it's like this is so cool i you know i want to i don't want to spend you know seven dollars for shipping i you know i i and you know actually a lot of times i do spend seven dollars for shipping yeah you know i I, I don't like your physical so right But, but you know it's one of those things
1: where i i I like physical i like having Mm -hmm. i'm right there with you i like having the book in my hand yeah but as the years have progressed i'm like i am now converting a lot of my trades into Mm -hmm. like the deluxe editions and omnibuses Mm -hmm. and the single issues i'm doing the same like i'm converting up and
0: also converting to digital because i can get more right and you can have them right there exactly yeah no i'm 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 with yeah. you, but like I'm doing a lot more digital. Like I do both now. It's like some some I back, you know, like i, I gotta have the physical of certain yep. ones and certain ones. I, I want to give some money to the the creator. And so yeah, send me digital and I'm gonna decide if I like it that way. And yeah. and I'm getting more and more comfortable with it and I like it. You know, I was surprised that I liked it.
1: Um all right. So is there anything else you want to tell us about
0: Miskatonicai? Uh so Miss Katonicai. So we've we've basically discussed it that you know anybody who who knows it at this point if you don't know Miskatonic High basically what it is it's it's um you know to versus Archie you know is is a, is a good summation you know it's it's sort of that um it's it's horror it's comedy it's high school it's you know it, that's really what it is we're we're aiming to give you a fun good time and you know mostly people keep coming back they like it they do yeah I can, I can attest to that
1: <laughs> Mike, thank you very much Let everybody know where they can find you And please uh, promote the Kickstarter itself
0: Will do So uh, we have uh, we The easiest place to find us is two places One is MiskatonicHighComic.com uh, You can always find Information about the comic there It's probably easier just to find us on Kickstarter We are there almost every other month You just type in M-I-S-K-A-T-O-N uh, I-C I C. H I G H, miske high. <laughs> <laughs> Kai. Yeah,
1: awesome, Mike. Thank you very much again. And this was a blast. And I will definitely be, obviously, promoting. I'll be there day one, like I always am, because I love this stuff.
0: Thank you so much, Joe. I got to tell you, this was so much fun. I, you know, I I listened to the podcast. I love comic book rundown. You know, and and I've been listening to it for a while. And when I you when you that. when you messaged me and asked me to be on, I was so excited.
1: Yeah. And it was, just, it was one of those things where I and I told you like every single time you're getting ready to put out an issue, a new issue, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I need to I need to message Mike. I wanna see if I can have him on just and just talk to him. And then I my mind goes somewhere. I got busy yeah. and I mm-hmm. I forget yep. and by the time I remember, oh, the issue is already coming out. And I'm like, right. Well, you really can't promote it now, so I'll, well, I'll I- just wait.
0: Right, you know, I was uh, in my head. I was like, you know, I should just start sending him issues, you know, just to you know, because he's so awesome. Because like, I love Comic Rundown, so it's like, yeah, yeah. I think we, had, I, mean, I think we, we just something in the air.
1: Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Also, I know if if you guys do happen to back it and say you want to get, oh, I don't know, the Legend of uh, or is it Legend Legacy? Sorry, Legacy of is Insmith. You mm-hmm. might see some pretty
0: face on there, maybe mm-hmm. as one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I, ever since we did that, so we did uh, everybody always asks, you know, hey, can you draw me into an issue? And we're like, no, we, we, it's it's tough to do. It's you know because we turned around the comics so fast, it's yeah. really hard to do. But we had one spot and we had you know this cult in Insmith and if you if you know Lovecraft, you know Insmith and we're mm-hmm. like, you know people we want we want the really hardcore fans to really feel like they're a part of this part of this issue. Cause this is going to be a great issue. Cause we, we knew, we knew that it was going to be a great issue. And so we were like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it once. We'll, we'll give them the opportunity and and people jumped at it. And I'm so glad that you're in there. Cause that's awesome.
1: <laughs> because I got that one. And then I think, you know, you had the yearbook come out and mm-hmm. I, I, I had to do that quote. Well, right. I didn't have to, but the quote <laughs> I put on there was uh, what would I say? Um, I just, I, I uh, uh, responded to this ad and now I'm in a cult or something. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and uh, that was so, so much fun. Okay. So to tell people, so we did, we did a yearbook cause we're, we're a fake high school. So we did a fake yearbook.
1: <laughs> yeah. We should have brought it up. Totally forgot. Sorry.
0: It's okay. But anyway, it, so we treated it like an old school annual where we did like a bit, really big story and then we got some backup features and stuff like that. And it's really fun. We like it a lot, but what we, but we, what we came up with was the idea that if this is a fake yearbook, let's let the backers be in the yearbook. You know, again, always going back to that idea that the backers are the people who make this comic. Again, yeah. we, we don't do it if if there aren't backers and we want them to feel like this was part of their community. And so, you know, you can send a picture, you can send, you know, an illustration, you can send, you know, a symbol, you Believe can send you your want. cat, you yeah. can send whatever you want. This is your space where, where you know, like, My high school, I didn't always feel comfortable being me there. You know, this is the high school where you can feel comfortable being whoever you are, you know, because you are welcome here. And so we did that. And so we won. And so we got, I forget, we got like a hundred or so backers to send pictures to send quotes you know to send their names a lot of people did their family a lot of people did like their kids it was awesome you know it was it was a pain in the neck to I make. <laughs> it was so hard but again it was like this is something we wanted to do because we wanted them to feel like again you know what we always want to do is we want people who help us make this comic to feel like they own a part of it correct yep yeah. yep because and, and it does like we not only did we help
1: you know kickstart to, to mm-hmm. back this issue now we're in it yeah. I mean, i'm not just speaking for myself yeah. Being in this, like show. literally hey, in it like yeah literally, literally in it but like that thing in the yearbook is is just a fun little hey right. like i can show this to somebody and be like hey look i i helped with this and here's the proof
0: right yeah. Right. And I mean, you probably know this from doing comics and, and I'll shut up soon. I'm, I'm sorry. No,
1: no, you're fine. You're fine. I know we said that. We're going to say goodbyes and I, I went on. <laughs> How I
0: work? Sorry, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a talker. I can't help. It. But like, you know, this like, you know, the comic creators who are assholes you know yeah. and they're absolute assholes and you know some of them are good writers and you'll still read them anyway but then there are oh. those there's creators yeah we could go on for quite some time oh yeah we could <laughs> but then you know like the those creators who like you find them on twitter and they respond to you and they talk to you mm-hmm. or you see them at a con and they'll actually take the time to like talk to you about what you like you know, or why you like the, the stuff that they do or what else. That, and they're like real people. It's like, those are the people that, that I like, that I want to support. You know, it's like Tim Seely is a guy who, who I've, I've talked to some, and he is just as nice as can be with fans. Like he, he's been super sweet to me. And it's like that I, I will always buy your comics now, you know, it's just like, you're awesome. And so it's like, when we were thinking about it, it's like, we don't want to be dicks, you know, like there's enough dicks in the world, you know, who needs more, you know, let's be cool. Let's be, let's, we're fans, you're fans. Let's all be together. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mike, thank you very much again. Yep. Thank you, Jeff.
1: Definitely going to have you back on in the future. Anytime. So, um, guys, the comic and the trailer coming out April 18th, go Mm -hmm. check it out on Kickstarter. I'll promote it on the shows and all that. So, All right. See you guys later. See you later. Thank you.